Section 4 of Trips in the Life of a Locomotive Engineer. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Trips in the Life of a Locomotive Engineer by Henry Dawson. Collision Extraordinary. One morning in the year 1850, I was running the morning express, or the Shanghai run, as it was called, on the H Road in New York State. The morning was foggy, damp, and uncomfortable, and by its influence I was depressed so that I had the blues very badly. I felt weary and tired of the life I was leading, dull and monotonous always, save when varied by horror i got to thinking of the poor estimate in which the class to which i belonged was held by the people generally who seated in the easy cushioned seats of the train read of battles far away of deeds of heroism performed amid the smoke and the din of bloody wars and their hearts swell with pride they glow with gladness to think that their own species are capable of such daring acts and all the while these very readers are skirting the edges of precipices to look down which would appall the stoutest heart and make the strongest nerved man thrill with terror they are crossing deep narrow gorges on gossamer-like bridges they are passing switches at terrific speed where there is but an inch of space between smooth rolling prosperity and quick destruction they are darting through dark gloomy tunnels which would be turned into graves for them were a single stone to be detached from the roof in front of the thundering train they are dragged by a fiery lunged smoke-belching monster in whose form are imprisoned death-dealing forces the most terrific and mounted upon this fire-fiend sits the engineer controlling its every motion holding in his hand the thread of every life on the train which a single act a false move a deceived eye an instant's relaxation of thought or care on his part would cut to be united never more and the train thunders on crossing bridges gullies and roads passing through tunnels and cuts and over embankments the engineer firm to his post still regulates the breath of his steam demon and keeps his eye upon the track ahead with a thousand things upon his mind the neglect or a wrong thought of either of which would run the risk of a thousand lives and these readers in the cars are still absorbed with the daring deeds of the zouaves under the warm sun of italy but pay not a thought to the zouave upon the engine who every day rides down into the valley of death and charges a bridge of magenta but to return to this dismal foggy morning that i began to tell you of it was with some such thoughts as these that i sat that morning upon my engine and plunged into the fog banks that hung over the river and the riverside i sat so absorbed in guessing but no syllable expressing of whether it must always be so with me 
whether i should always be chilled with this indifference and want of appreciation in my waking hours and in my sleep have this horrible responsibility and care to sit ghoul-like upon my breast and almost stifle the beating of my heart when with a crash and a slam my meditations were interrupted and the whole side of the cab with the smokestack whistle-stand and sandbox were stripped from the engine the splinters flew round my head the escaping steam made most an infernal din and the firebox emitted most as infernal a smoke and i was entirely ignorant of what was up or the extent of the damage done as soon as i could stop i of course after seeing that everything was right with the engine went back to see what was the cause of this sudden invasion upon the dreary harmony of my thoughts and the completeness of my running arrangements when lo and behold it was a north river schooner with which i had collided it had during the fog been blown upon the shore and into its bowsprit which projected over the track i had run full tilt i think i am justified in calling a collision between a schooner on the river and a locomotive on the rail a collision extraordinary readers do not you end of section four recording by alan mapstone